in my experience, everyone wants a tidy life, but for a lot of people, it's only when they're moving that they actually confront their stuff. So I really love to, if I can, if people kind of leave time and they know about KonMari, to really like spend time with that person initially in the new space really helps them kind of get straight on their vision for their ideal life. And that really helps the packing, the KonMari process go so smoothly. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Today, we're going to chat about a necessary task that everyone loves to hate. And that's moving. We've invited certified Kamari consultant Becky May to help you make your next move organized and stress free. Becky is based in San Francisco, where she runs her business, Tidy with Becky. She loves helping people tidy the clutter that weighs on their homes and their minds so they can live lightly. Welcome to Spark Joy, Becky. Welcome to Spark Joy. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. So we want you to think back to the moment when you first discovered KonMari and decided to turn your passion for this organizational style into your profession. Can you walk us through that journey a little bit? How did that all come about? Yeah, sure thing. So I discovered KonMari coming up on two years ago. I had been living in California for a couple of years at that point, and I had been working as an au pair for a family. And I had known for a while that I needed, I needed a change. I needed to leave that job behind, but I was really afraid to leave my job because it was attached to my visa. And I had made so many friends in California, and I really didn't want to leave. And then on top of that, I was also living in a really small space. I was living in an Airstream trailer, which is like one of those silver trailers that you, you know, sure. super cool. Yeah. So I was living in this Airstream on the family's property and I, it was a really small space. It had just quickly overflown and I had stuff in my host family's house. Like I think I had a full closet of stuff there and I had stuff in my boyfriend's apartment filling another closet. And I had stuff back in England at my parents' house that kind of haunted me. It was really overwhelming. And I, I can't quite remember how I ended up with a copy of The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying in my hands. Like When I think back to it, it seems like angels delivered it or something. But I read the book and you know, it just felt like Marie Kondo was writing directly to me. I'm sure you guys had a similar experience of discovering the book. So I started tidying. I tidied all the different areas where I had stuff lurking. And at the end of it, KonMari had really given me the courage to listen to my intuition in all areas of life. And I knew I had to leave that job and figure out what was next. And at the time, tidying or becoming a professional organizer wasn't really on my mind. I didn't even know that Marie Kondo did these consultant trainings. So I, I went back to England for a bit and spent some time I was reading all about tidying and minimalism and feng shui and all of these different books on sort of living a more organized kind of happy life. And at some point while I was back in England, I heard about 
Marie Kondo's seminars and I looked on her website and I still kind of get like goosebumps on my arms as I think about this. But, you know, I looked it up and her next seminar was in San Francisco and it was maybe a month or two away. And I got so excited because it was the thing that would take me back to San Francisco when I'd been, you know, originally afraid to leave, but trusted after going through this Kamari process that if I left, I would kind of figure it out. So I went back to San Francisco and went through the training and things just really continued to click into place in a really magical way. And yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Sounds like you really Kamari'd your way across the pond there. Yeah, Yeah, back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) So you're the perfect person for us to talk to about moving and really jump into how you combine tidying during your relocation. And we'd love to hear about your experience and how you've also worked with clients to help Kanmari their move. Yeah, absolutely. I love weaving Kanmari into moving. I moved a lot growing up and I thought I had gotten pretty good at it. But the first time I like, you know, decided to Kanmari a move that I did, it just really changed things. My first experience with it was when I moved and, you know, I'd been living in a small space, but even then it was like quite overwhelming knowing where to begin to pack. And I thought, gosh, if this is overwhelming for me, like imagine for someone who's lived in a house for, you know, maybe 15, 20 years and has rooms full of stuff, or maybe they have kids. And, you know, I think moving is frequently listed as one of the like, top 10 most stressful things a person goes through in life, which is unbelievable. And I find that Kamari, when it comes to moving, does help make the process joyful. It turns it away from being like a daunting experience into a joyful one. And I think moving, if it can be seen as a fresh start, that that's great because it is a big turning point in someone's life. I did Kamari when I was getting ready to move many years ago when the book first came to the States. And I cannot tell you how much I love working with moving clients. For me, I think it's one of the best times you do Kanmari, actually. It's a little more complex. And we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what your experience mm-hmm. is with that. But I really think that there's a lot to be said for doing it during a move. Now, I will say that I much prefer my clients to call me several months before they're <laughs> yeah, moving. I agree. As opposed to the day before the movers yes. come, which has <laughs> happened many times. So tell us a little bit about how you feel that Kanmai smooths the moving process. Does the method need to be tweaked in any way, in your opinion, to apply it during a move? Overall, I found the method doesn't need to be tweaked that much. I think what really helps smooth the moving process with Kanmari is that it gives you a process. It gives you, you know, relying on those categories is so helpful for knowing where to begin. And assuming, you know, you have the time, like I definitely agree with you, Karen, that it can be really challenging if someone's, you know, working on a really tight schedule. But if you have the time, it works really beautifully. And just this like relying on the the KonMari categories as a like giving you structure instead of kind of wandering into a room with an empty cardboard box and, you know, bubble wrap in the other hand going like, where do I begin? You have this lovely kind of like, okay, I'm going to rely on these categories and I'm going to work my way through them one by one. And even if it feels like there's a lot of stuff, I know I'm going to get all the way through it. So I think that that category order 
really, really helps. In my experience, everyone wants a tidy life, but for a lot of people, it's only when they're moving that they really actually confront their stuff. So I really love to, if I can, if people kind of leave time and they know about KonMari, to really like spend time with that person initially in the new space really helps them kind of get straight on their vision for their ideal life. And that really helps the packing, the KonMari process go so smoothly. And I think that like having the blank canvas of a new home really lets people open up about like, what do I dream of creating in this new phase of my life, in this new space? I think it's often easier for people than it is when perhaps they've, you know, lived in a home for so many years and they're surrounded by clutter. And I think it's hard to let your mind kind of wander into like, what is the life I want to create? But when you're moving, I think it's a great opportunity to really revisit like what's important to me and what do I want to bring forward with me into kind of the next phase. I think the one thing that moving and Kanmari style tidying have in common is they both have kind of moments of chaos <laughs> that occur absolutely before things get a little bit more calm and in control. Yes. So I would love for you to share some tips you have in terms of making sure that that packing and preparing part of the moving equation stays like really calm, simple, efficient when you're tidying during that moment. A lot of it is leaving yourself the time. So, you know, moving is a huge step in your life. Tidying is a big, can be a really big life-changing event. So I think first honoring, like, this is a big moment in my life and creating the time and space to be able to do it is so important. That really helps remove a lot of the stress. And then I think having the right tools is super important when you're moving. Being armed with the right supplies is vital. So all of your boxes and bubble wrap and tape, scissors, paper, like whatever you need. If you are applying the KonMari method, I think knowing a little bit about the process and following that order just really helps. It makes you understand like what you have to do next in your move. So the last time I was working with a client, she was moving And she had stuff spread out in many, many different locations. So she had a storage unit. She had things at like an ex-boyfriend's house, things at a parent's house, things at her place she had been living. And I think what KonMari really helped her with was this idea of like, okay, I'm just going to work through in these categories. If it gets overwhelming and if I find myself distracted by a starting in what feels like a problem area, I'm just going to come back to like, where am I in the process? And know that even if it feels like a lot, I'm going to get through it. And I think it is so similar to when you're going through a tidying marathon, it can get really overwhelming, but just being able to bring yourself back to, okay, I'm in this phase. I just need to focus on this task and these next jobs that feel like messy and chaotic right now, I will get through them. I just have to like trust in this process. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. 
If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to the show. I think for moving clients, a lot of times it is so overwhelming and they're torn between this idea of of making sure that things get to the new place and get mm-hmm. put away in the right spot when they really just need to be focusing at least initially on is this object really adding value to our lives in the new place? Is it something that that yeah. has been working for us here? Do we have a reason to believe that it will work for us there? And then to not be so concerned with where it's going to go in the new place. Because really, as we know mm-hmm. in Kanmari, organizing comes after sorting. Yeah. But I think for somebody who's moving, if they don't have some kind of a framework, it gets really confusing. Yeah. So I, I totally appreciate that, that bringing them back to, okay, so what is the task at hand? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me that if you're hiring people to pack you up, mm-hmm. They're going to pack every single thing. They're yeah. going to pack the 17 packages of chopsticks and takeout menus. And I just had a client email me this morning after we did not have enough time to sort through all of her things. And she said that the packing went pretty well, but she's pretty sure the movers packed a loaf of bread. So, <laughs> so yeah. you know, they will pack everything. So it's really important to take advantage of the time that you have before things get packed to it, at least, you know, to the best of your ability. But the good thing is, is that, that if things do get packed up that you decide you don't need when you get to your new place, it's that's easy enough to deal with. But I do yeah. think there's a lot to be said for keeping that framework in mind. Yeah, definitely. And I think... You know, the ideal scenario is that you can go through everything before you move and make sure you, yeah, like you said, are just bringing in the things that are going to support you in your new home and new life. And I hear so many stories about people who have moved and they still have unopened boxes from like (laughs) five, 10 years ago of things that they have no idea what it is. When I help people move, like I don't want to leave any boxes unopened once they're in that new space. The hope is that it's like you're excited to unpack on the other end of your move because you know that there's none of this clutter that's been, you know, it's not going to follow you into your new phase of life. Sometimes I think it's difficult if timing doesn't allow you to go through everything, but I think it's easy to return to the process when you're unpacking and continue kind of processing through what you can um, at that end also. So then when you do get your clients into their new home and you do begin that unpacking process, and of course, every client will be different. Some people will be absolutely certain that everything they've packed is exactly what they need. And then they get to the new place and none of it works. Yeah. And then for other people, they just don't take that much with them. Yeah. And, you know, and everything in between. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about how the process of conmaring continues once you are with your client in their new home. I love unpacking by KonMari category order as well. I think it, again, removes that feeling of being like totally overwhelmed by being in an empty space with all of your boxes of stuff, not knowing where to dig in. So I love to unpack by category. And sometimes it's, you don't know where all of your furniture is going to land exactly, but usually people have a good idea of roughly like, this is where my bed is going to go. This is where my dresser will live. 
So I found it tends to be quite easy to unpack things roughly where they're going to end up. Last time I moved, I actually moved with my husband into a a much bigger place than we had been living in. And we had this kind of a problem. I mean, I'm not sure if it's a problem, but we didn't have enough stuff to fill the place initially. And we didn't want to be in a rush to buy all of this stuff that didn't really bring us joy that we weren't going to keep for a long time. So if clients are in that sort of situation, I really recommend just sitting with the space for a while and really getting a feel for it. And then if you really need to get, say, like a dining table because you need somewhere to eat, like really think about like, what's the priority? Like in terms of like, what do we buy first if you need to kind of fill a space? But really just getting to know your new space takes time and it's a lot easier to unpack when you know you just have things that bring you joy and you think are going to serve a purpose in your new space. But if something doesn't feel right when you get there, it's it's okay and you can readjust. But again, like in the same way that I really recommend giving yourself time to kind of prepare for a move, both, you know, logistically and sort of mentally, I think giving yourself time to really feel out a new space and try things in different places. If you can't quite get to grips with like, where does this object live? It takes time to get to know a new space. You know, certainly if if you're needing to fill a space with, you know, more furniture, again, just try and enjoy the process because it should be joyful and we shouldn't rush trying to fill a space with things that just sort of will do if we can help it. Yeah, I know that my personal post-Kunmari moving experience started in Virginia and when I was able to let go of things and sell things at a yard sale and all that go through a storage unit, I was left with kind of this feeling that I'm just walking into the next phase of my life, moving here to Chicago, just feeling lighter in general, because I was able to actually only take two pods worth of things to Chicago instead of spending who knows what kind of money, you know, on a bigger truck. So I saved some money, which was great because I only brought the things that spark joy with me here. But then I had to move another time because I had to unpack in Lakeview. And then I also a year or two later decided to come here to Wicker Park. I experienced a shift in boundaries. Even though I had completed my entire tidying event in Virginia, I felt like I had to do what I call a little bit of Kanmari light every time mm-hmm. I moved because a whole room would not exist in the next space or the kitchen was smaller or mm-hmm. the closet was a little bit bigger. And so I had to just adjust as I went. Do you find some of your clients also have to go through these adjustments? Yeah, people definitely experience that. There's always something that like a favorite item from your last home that then you get it into the new space and it's like, oh, this doesn't quite work here. Or it doesn't feel right. And when you're moving house, it's a really big change in your life. And sometimes when you're in the process of packing, you don't necessarily realize that something that you love may have indeed like fulfilled its role in your life until you get to that new space. I think some of my clients have had moments where they've, you know, arrived at their new space and they're expecting things to just all feel perfect. And sometimes you just get into that new space and realize like, you know, maybe this was perfect for the last space. And now it doesn't just doesn't quite fit in this new life. It's a process of transformation. I've worked with one person who'd already like previously conmarried and used moving as basically a chance to kind of check like 
almost like I do an annual KonMari kind of refresh. If you've already kind of KonMari'd as you're packing, it's a great opportunity to just review. Like it's a great way to maintain KonMari. But yeah, if you've moved into a new space and you're finding something really doesn't work, I think you can come back to asking yourself, what role did this item play in my last home? And what does it mean in this new space? And sometimes things are just ready to be let go of. But I think that's why I really encourage people to just like really sit in the new home and feel it out and get to know it because each house has like a totally different energy. And for some people, they find that all of their furniture colors or choices just don't match the new spirit of the house. And I think that's just a a case of feeling it out once you get there and maybe learning to like readjust when you're moving. If you've had a room set up in a certain way, there's a tendency to want to like kind of reset that room up in the new space. But if it's a totally different house, if you have much more space, be open-minded about where things land is really important. So what do you suggest when in the in the best of all possible worlds, what do mm-hmm. you suggest as far as time to be devoted? How far in advance do you prefer your clients to begin conmaring before a move? Yeah, I'd say it really varies depending on the size of home and whether it's a family or I mostly work with couples or individuals. So it really depends on how much stuff you have. If someone can start conmarrying maybe like a month or so ahead of the move, if you can take a week off, if you can take a couple of days off and move over the weekend, like the more time you can give yourself, the better. I find it kind of hard to give like a general, like you, you must leave this much time because I find it really varies depending on the situation. But I'm always really happy if someone reaches out to me two, three months ahead of a move. I've had a couple of people reach out and say like, I'm moving at the end of the month and I've lived in this house for 15 years. Can you help me conmari my move? And that's, that's a lot more challenging. It really depends person to person, but I'm a big advocate for encouraging people to really take time to move. The biggest factor is having a lot of stuff, but two, like I think people tend to try and cram a move into like a weekend and it's mm-hmm. it's a huge life shift. I've moved a lot in the past, but most people don't move that often. So really giving yourself the time to digest what's happening is so important. And ideally, if I'm working with someone who wants to KonMari their move, we would go through really the bulk of the KonMari discarding work ahead of the move so that that person can pack just with the things that serve a purpose in their life today. And then at the other end, it would be a process of unpacking all of these things that bring them joy, feeling out whether they, where they work in the house, if they still work in the house. But generally speaking, I think people are excited to move when they know they're not lugging kind of all this weight of stuff that they don't really know what it is or what purpose it serves. It sounds like the process is very much the same, whether you're moving or not. When it comes to Kanmai, it's really such an individual process. Exactly. I mean, we're pulling things out regardless, right? We're confronting (laughs) things in both cases. So why don't we combine the two activities to it all at once? So nothing that goes in the brown boxes doesn't spark joy. And we can filter out the noise in the trash or the broken things or the things that haven't been unpacked since the last move before before we take 
on the task of trying to fit everything into the next house. So yeah, yeah, I find it makes a lot of sense. And the two really complement each other. They do. They really do go hand in hand. I really don't think moving has to be stressful. It's a great fresh start. And when you can just bring the things that, you know, serve your life and get clear on like, what does this new phase of life look like for me? It turns moving from this stressful, daunting challenge into brand new opportunity and like a joyful process. Well, you've given us some really great tips. And this is such a timely topic because this is when a lot of people are thinking about moving for the spring. In addition to all of your great moving tips, can you tell us what is your favorite tidying tip? I have many favorite tidying tips. One, though, that came from when I first married my move was I kept a bunch of my moving boxes. And because we'd moved into a much sort of, I mean, it's still a small space, but it was bigger than, than our previous home. We had all of this space for storing objects that we previously hadn't had. And I kept all of our moving boxes to use as like temporary storage. And it reminded me a lot of Marie Kondo's tip to the, you know, keep all the like little boxes and use them to store store items when you're kind of in the storage phase of KonMari. And they came in so handy as I was figuring out the configuration of different storage spaces in our place. And I've done that, I think, with every other client I've helped move now. Those moving boxes come in so handy, like hang on to them and use them and use them to like feel out the different storage areas in your home. I mean, unless you have lots of, you know, lovely storage boxes, but they came in so handy. So that's my like favorite moving tidying tip. And at this moment in your life, what sparks the most joy? Oh, wow. Right now, this is a little bit cheesy, but I am just really loving having a home with my husband, we got married about a year ago and it's this is the yeah. first time we're living together in a space and it just brings me so much joy to wake up with him every day and have a home that is our sanctuary and every day I just like never take that for granted. That brings me joy. Not cheesy at all. <laughs> I love it. So do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Absolutely. I think it's just that moving house does not have to be stressful. I think it's something that we almost like assume that moving is going to be challenging, but it's a really wonderful opportunity to review the things in your life, to review where you are in your life and to sort of step into a new chapter joyfully. Fantastic. And Becky, you also have a special offer just for SparkJoy listeners that we'd love for you to share. Yeah. I am starting an online tidying program. I want to help people who maybe aren't in the Bay Area. I've noticed that a lot of people love the support of going through KonMari with someone else or of just knowing someone else who's going through the method. So yeah, I'm calling it the Tidy Home Program. You can find a link to the Tidy Home Program on my website, www.tidywithbecky.com. Perfect. Thank you, Becky. It was so great to have you on the show today. Thanks so much. I love talking with you ladies. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. 
to extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the Spark Joy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.